Today's guest is Dan Doty. He's the founder of Everyman.co, a company and community and movement for men's personal growth. And I met Dan in New York City uh, quite a few years ago. This is the first time we spoke uh, since then. And I uh, came about kind of randomly. I heard him on uh, Joe Rogan Experience a podcast I listen to a lot. I was like, oh, I, I know Dan. And uh, he spoke about some awesome things, and I wanted to have him on to speak about masculinity. Uh, and I want to speak to Dan specifically because uh, his company, his work is a lot about empathy and emotions and helping men uh, tap into these things that are uh, traditionally uh, shunned in, in the masculine realm or you know not as explored. But also, uh, Dan does a lot of things that are uh, stereotypically masculine. He hunts. Uh, he, he does a lot of wilderness stuff. Like he's a very masculine guy. And I want to speak to him because uh, there's a lot of people in the self-help world, a lot of men who talk about this balance, uh, talk about, you know, touching, getting in touch with your emotions and stuff. But in my judgment, a lot of these guys are really soft and feminine and not masculine at all. Um, so I want to take uh, Dan's perspective on these things because he seems to have an understanding of both. And I love what he talks about in this uh, conversation about like them not being necessarily different they don't have to be uh different things uh it's more than a middle ground it's like being a full spectrum male in his terms um so we speak about some really interesting topics the challenges of men in 2017 uh we speak extensively on male aggressions uh killing violence uh hunting um and how it relates to being a man and also returning to nature uh dan's an awesome guy if you want to if you're a man specifically and uh, want to check out some of his retreats, go to everyman.co. Right now you're listening to episode 12, Dan Doty, Full Spectrum Masculinity. You're listening to the Rwando Podcast, Perpetual Orgasm, Infinite Play. Please subscribe on iTunes and enjoy the show. Yeah, uh, so we're live now. Yeah, I, I decided also that I needed to get out of New York City. It was like totally messing with me. Uh, yeah, how how long were you there for? Were you there a long time? I grew up in South Brooklyn and then um, moved right after college. So I was there for another nine years as an adult. And then oh, I just wow. left like two months ago. How deep uh, south? Like way south? Uh, like Patagon Basin, like Coney Island. Wow. Yeah. Where the trains don't go. Like Crazy. going to Manhattan was like a big deal when I was a kid. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I have a bunch of questions that I might not even get to, but the thing that jumped out to me on your website uh, was the term full spectrum masculinity. Hmm. Uh, could you explain what that means? Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, totally. I think uh, a better phrase is actually full spectrum humanity. Uh, but the, the word masculinity, even though my life is focused and my work is focused on working with men, I actually don't use that word a whole lot. I, th I think it, 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 it can cause a sort of a prescriptive trap of like what we think we need to be. Uh, so when I say full spectrum, full spectrum, I mean that um, very simply in life, there are endless things to experience, to feel, to uh, express. And my belief is that culturally uh, men have been, you know, like, like parts of the spectrum have been okay for guys to inhabit and parts of the spectrum have been less okay for guys to inhabit. So, you know, very basic things like emotion and, um, you know, honesty in, in the experience one is having, you know, there's so many things that we automatically 
either consciously or unconsciously shut off or turn or reject or just don't go there. And so, yeah, the uh, full spectrum ma- masculinity is, is something that, um, would be kind of a drive toward allowing guys to experience their life and to feel what they feel, to want what they want, to do what they do, you know? So does that uh, work for you? It's ironic because I, I know on your website and what you just said, like you're, you're gearing towards what has normally been shamed in men, like the emotional side. Yeah. But what really interests me about the phrase is that, and maybe it's because I spent so much time in like the self-help world, like yeah. hearing men talk about emotions and opening up and, and things like that. And so when I saw it on your website, I was like, oh, well, here's a guy who actually gets the other stuff too. Because a lot of the men who, who tell like in self-help, you got to open your heart up. They're usually not in my eyes, like masculine at all. And then I kind of like, I'm wary about hearing yeah. their views on being a man. Great. Oh, it's perfect, dude. That, thank you. Good. Like, like that's great. I, I like going there. Actually, I would rather go there. I mean, that's, that's uh, more natural or easy in some way. So, so yeah, yeah. It's like... That absolutely includes, um, I mean, geez, you name it, like uh, hunting, killing, violence, um, just everything, right? I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to leave anything out, right? Honestly, like I, I don't want to leave anything out on the spectrum. It should be everything, and I think that we automatically go toward this sort of binary thing of like the soft, you know, emotional guy and this hard killer guy and and yeah that's all good and there's way more than that too i think that's that's kind of two-dimensional there's like so there's so much so yeah to get down to really to real clarity or specifics yeah it's it's it is it's everything it's all you know i i feel like i'm doing this on one sense because i just have this you know experience of myself uh, that there's a fucking hell of a lot going on in here right like i got a lot of things that i'm interested in a lot of a lot of things I want to do, a lot of things I want to experience. And, and it's, um, I don't want to be held back in any of it, you know, when it comes down to it. Yeah. And it seems like, and again, it might be just the circles I run in, but like the idea of traditional masculinity is what I see is getting shamed more often. And yeah. it could be like, I'm looking, I'm sampling like my media in a weird way, but even my girlfriend, we have like constant intellectual debates about like, is eating meat. Okay. It's like, I, I really want to hunt. I feel like it's important as someone who does consume meat that I really want to know what it's like to kill my own animal. And she thinks I'm being, you know, this, like she throws toxic at me a lot. I mean, we, we playfully talk about it, but there's a lot of people who are like angry at like, you know, the more traditional sides of things. Is that something that comes up for you in your work as well? Absolutely. And I get it. You know, I really do. I, I can, I think I can feel empathy for all sides, both sides, or at least I try to, you know, I mean, I, I think that um, you look at the, you know, political climate or history or whatever, and you see dudes and oftentimes white dudes hurting people and hurting other things and being not careful with, uh, you know, not conscious or not careful with what they do and inflicting a lot of harm. And uh, that's fucking real, man. You know, that's super real. And I think it's, it's, um, really missing the point to think that that's the only reality of that too. It's, it's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's so funny. I've, I've been using the terms sort of red state and blue state to, um, <laughs> to kind of, uh, clarify populations, you know, whether it's a super yeah. liberal, more, you know, healing focused community or, a you know, a I don't know. I, and I hate doing that. I hate doing that too much, but it is helpful. It's helpful to talk yeah. about that. I, um, 
I guess one thing that I've that I've been talking about and thinking about for a long time is that yeah, my two, I'd say my favorite two recreational activities or things I like to do with my time would be to hunt, to get my own food and to, and to do spiritual practice or, or even yoga, you know, just, just like, like that is, that is what I like to do. It's, it's, it's very fundamental to like how I live my life. And, um, it, there's no dissonance in me with that. And I get culturally, there's a big dissonance. I get it. But, um, you know, I think I have this dream to, write a, a series of articles uh, or even the same article. One gets, one gets published in the yoga journal and the other gets published in uh, Peterson's hunting or something like that. Like, like actually, um, and, and listen, my, my hope or one of the things I'm hoping to do or I'm trying to do is uh, create a middle ground, create a, create a, uh, a place, you know, where, fuck it. Like it's, it's all okay. You know, it's like, like, yeah, of course we don't want to hurt people. We don't want to, you know, do the things that we all basically know as humans, we don't want to do and it's not good to do. And at the same time, like, let's just chill the fuck out and, and, uh, you know, be who we are. That That's what, so that's when the idea of full spectrum is really what I'm looking to. I want to create a space where it's safe to just be who I am, first of all. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's all that different for women and men. I don't think it is in some ways. I do think it is in others, but, um, I just have this penchant and this, real compassion and care for guys that, you know, I think that we have some, we do have some reparations to make in, in, in our internal state. I, I think yeah. we learn to accept the parts of ourselves and, and I hear you and I'll stop rambling, uh, but I hear you in the sense that there is um, a big pushback from um, you want to say more liberal or, or uh, I don't even know what words to use, yeah. but there's a pushback toward traditional male, things you know like be that military be that fighting be that hunting be that you know any of this sort of aggressive type of action and um man i mean denying that is just pretty shitty for a yeah, day it really feels like really they're thrown out with the bathwater. like yeah. one thing yeah. that made me like get really into this topic recently is that i mean a lot of people reach out to, a lot of men reach out to me about coaching around women and recently I had a couple like really young guys, like early twenties, mm. who like were completely like not. I mean, they were afraid to be any sort of dominant, and I was like, "Well, it sounds like this woman you're talking about, this girl, she kind of wanted you to lead her. She kind of wanted you to take charge." She's like, "No, no, like that's like no, I, I will not. I love women. I would never." And I was like, "No, that's actually <laughs> right. how you love women." Like he yeah. couldn't hear it. He was like, "So I don't know. Has so much guilt around being a man or any of these traditional masculine traits." Yeah, do you, is, was it guilt? Do you think is that what really popped? Is that what so. it felt like? It was like yeah. it was so deeply embedded in him that he didn't realize it. Like he uh, he just thought like any sort of like any sort of aggression, and even what I was saying wasn't even aggressive. I was like, why don't you kiss her when you want to kiss her? Like he was like, no, no, I need to wait for like explicit permission. And I was like, oh man, that's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky man it's it's a comp it's complicated it's tough it it really is tough but yeah i'm I'm with you i'm i uh what was your what was your response or how did you how did you attempt to guide these guys well, well, i was trying to point out to him that uh what she really wanted the reason why she was bored with him the reason why he was even re reaching out to me was that she wanted certain actions from him certain things mm -hmm. that we might call masculine but she wanted to be led she was right. a very feminine you know just yeah. you know feminine in the way that we consider feminine uh, woman and she wanted him to like 
take charge. I tried to not use the word dominate, but that's, I think, what she wanted in a sense. Right. Uh, in kind of a benign way, but uh, it was hard for him to go there. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. I mean, I'm just sitting here feeling that. And I mean, I, I also, I completely, totally, 100% with every part of me understand the desire to not hurt and desire to not harm and, you know, and, and not, um, you know, I've, I've shared love and intimate experiences with women who have been harmed by men and, 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 you know, I've done my share of harming women too, without, without being aware of it. And it's fucking sucks, man. It's not, you know, so I really get it. And, and I think that my hope is that we could find a, um, a human, a human place in the middle of it all and understanding that, um, you know, not many people that I know of are intending to harm anybody. You know? Yeah. It, it really isn't coming from that place. And, um, yeah, the more I think about it, like, I really do feel that aggression is a more masculine impulse, but when it's not expressed, uh, it, then it comes off as like in, in a harmful way. Like there is something about like wanting to overcome and compete. And I'm actually curious about your thoughts as a hunter. Like what are your yeah. thoughts about like killing specifically or violence and masculinity? Yeah, good question. So I, you know, I played, I played sports as a kid. I was, I played football and I'll get to the hunting part in just a second, but I think this is, this is important. It's important for me that, um, I was a lineman. So my job, uh, on the football team, was to protect it was to protect the quarterback to to basically facilitate um us going down the field and i didn't have access to what a lot of guys on my team did which was this killer just like you know glazed eyes like will <laughs> just this killer drive and i always saw that and i was like damn i wish i had that i wish i had that um but somehow in my twenties, I did get it. I found it. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm far more competitive. I'm far more cutthroat at this point. You know, I'm 35 years old now. Um, I don't know exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've, um, I think a hell of a lot of, uh, time in the wilderness, you know, uh, I, I spent a good chunk of my twenties in, in a pretty, um, uh, competitive, male uh, work environment where there was a lot of just sort of needed. I had some jobs where I had to be uh, kind of a, you know, not a, not a physical killer, but just, you know, really fucking on it. And I don't know. I think I grew into it. I think I grew into it naturally somehow. And um, it, it really, Oh, it's so funny, man. I'm thinking back. So in my early mid twenties, I moved to New York for the first time. I became a high school teacher and I had been doing wilderness guiding for a long time, working with boys, working with kids. And I, and I came to the school in the Bronx and, and the, uh, the, uh, principal of the school, yeah, just amazing. There's really cool guy. And he would, every morning I'd walk into school and he's like, Dan, you're just such a man. You're just, you're <laughs> such a man. And at that point in my life, I, 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 that really bugged me. It really, it really bugged me for some reason. And, and it was something about, I think in my head was like, well, don't you see the rest of me? You know, there's this vision that I was this like big dude who ran his classroom, like a, like a 
I don't know, like a drill sergeant or was just this like tough guy, but, but yeah. I, but no, well, yes and no, but, but mostly no, like I, like I have a very, very uh, firm, but loving approach to kids and always did. And, 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 and it was never, a, um, a, you know, it was not a, a dictator in any, in any sense, very much the opposite actually. And, um, and I knew my strength in that. I knew my power in that. Like I, I really cared for and loved my students, like just deeply. And, um, but anyway, yeah. So he would always tease me, oh, you're such a man. And so even at that stage, I don't think I had fully owned and taken full ownership over the, I don't know if you want to call it the mask, you know, the more traditionally masculine part of myself, um, somewhere in there in the past 10 years, I fully, fully like sunk into it. And, um, I think it was natural. And I think something that I'm, I'm really glad happened. And, um, like my wife is, you know, as, uh, in her life historically as spiritual and, you know, lived in Southern California forever, very, very deep, deeply spiritual woman. And, um, I don't think that she would, uh, I don't think we'd have what we have. I don't think we would have what we do have had I not, uh, somehow accepted that part of myself. So that's a long way of getting to, to your question about what I feel about killing. What do I feel about hunting? What do I think about violence? Um, I, I really respect and honor its place and its necessity. I think as a, as a, as a father now, and as a husband, um, the, concept of violence makes a lot of fucking sense to me it makes perfect sense that if anybody were to threaten my family i would unleash you know pure violence like i've got no issues with that i, I will i will do that <laughs> i mean that's just yeah. like and it's not a it's not a uh i don't know i'm not a violent i'm not like a fighter i've never been a fighter you know but but this like very deep 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 protective sense of myself um is there and it comes out very clearly when it needs to. And when I'm fighting for something I believe in or when I'm fighting for um, what I really, you know, feel or know is right. I have access to this, you know, this thing. And, and, and I think part of the place where I have explored and stepped into this is in uh, the men's groups and the men's circles and the men's stuff that I have been a part of because those areas, um, offer a place where it's okay to explore that where most of the, most of the world doesn't offer a place where it's okay to explore that. And, um, you so it comes up a lot in men's groups, like guys who are like, yeah, I just want to like fight people or I want to like beat people up or kill. Like, I don't know what to do with this. No, you know, what comes up is the opposite is, is guys who are really scared to be angry and really mm -hmm. scared to, to step into that because it's really uncomfortable. It's, it's really, it's really, it's not how we normally live, you know? I, I mean, well, so it's interesting. I mean, there are guys and I think there is a cultural stigma that guys are just angry and the boys are just angry. And that's, that is true. There is that, you know, there's, there's, you know, guys harm themselves, guys harm other people. There, there, there is that. But I think the, the, my understanding or belief about it is that more guys are actually very uncomfortable with their, that part of themselves, that energy inside of themselves doesn't have a place to come out usually doesn't usually have this you know, i think things like jujitsu and 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 mma and, and martial arts and boxing and all these things are really great for it and there's still a deeper emotional part of it like there's a deeper emotional anger there's there's like this undercurrent stuff that is in there and we don't have the room and we don't have the the um 
we actually we don't have like the education i think or yeah. the training or the or the we don't have the examples of people who who do this in a positive way or in a way that that works and so i think it's all a lot of it's about repression man there's so much of this stuff is repressed and then it comes out in real fucking shitty ways and it hurts people and then we demonize that thing in itself without having an, uh, a, a deep understanding of it. So the, in the men's groups, what I find way more and more, and it's really interesting. So if you got a group of guys there and you can just feel that this guy, one guy is, you can just feel his anger or you can feel his, whatever that is just emanating off of you. You can just like fucking tell it's there, but he doesn't have the skills or he doesn't have the, maybe in the moment, the balls to, to fully accept that and, and, and be in that and state that and act from that place. And like, I mean, that's a, that's a common experience for me is like, I will start to run that, that will like, I will come out and I'll notice that I'll, I'll want to fucking like, uh, kill in that moment. And so it's, there's a lot, man, it's both sides. Right. And I think that there's, there's guys that are really easy to anger and they, and they, uh, you know, want to figure out how to pull back from that. But I would say, I guess, you know, we're just talking about a very small segment of the overall population, but guys that are willing to go do this honest stuff. Um, a lot of times it's, it's repression and then dealing with how things come out when it's repressed. If that makes sense. Do you think that the solution, if there is like a solution is like finding those healthy release valves? Like it just making me think like, Probably before agriculture, when everyone had to hunt, guys probably weren't going around, you know, being what we would call violent. They probably already had that release through necessary killing, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a great question. So, uh, yeah, so my experience of killing um, is varied. Um, I, I kill specifically to eat to, to, to eat the meat of the animals I kill. Like that's, I think that, um, some people claim to do that. Um, for me, it, it really is very real and true. And I actually get the same, uh, sense of satisfaction and fulfillment out of farming animals as I, as I do hunting for the most part. Like there, there's a difference in that the, the wilderness and the outdoor element, the challenge of it, that's a different, different fulfillment for me. But, but personally I get that same fulfillment from, from going on a, a rafting trip or a hiking trip. And I don't, I don't have to hunt in order to enjoy, in order to enjoy the wilderness. That's just not how it works for me. It is for some people, but you know, if like I raise chickens, nature's challenge simply. Yeah, man. I mean, to, yeah, that's, that's part of it. Overcome the challenge for me. It's, it's actually just the, um, the brilliant joy of being alive in, in a very natural way and in, in a very simple way, in a way that, that your body feels and like, I don't know what, once I, once I like sort of break through the threshold and, and get out in the, in nature and really begin to participate that in very simple ways. Um, it's just, for me, it's just like literally joyful. Like, like I, like I just, the energy that I get have so much energy. It's, um, and it's always been that it's always been that way. So there is, there is that, there is that sort of, uh, challenge factor too. And, and, I've done plenty of that in my life and, and, and I, um, I really, I really love that, but, but there's, um, I don't know. That's, I wouldn't say that's my driving factor. It's really, that's not my driving factor, but I won't go back. So, so to the killing part, um, 
we live out in the country and we have chickens and, and um, you know, we, we've, we've raised chickens and slaughtered them for, for their meat. And um, I don't enjoy the butchering process. I don't enjoy the actual killing of that bird. It's, 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 uh, it's a very matter of fact, uh, gruesome, unpleasant um, thing that has an interesting, fulfilling nature to it. Like when we cook one of those birds and um, it is a, it is a really wild, beautiful human experience to, to have been that. Um, yeah, it's you know, been my, to have, I've never killed an animal myself, but I've always imagined like killing your own animal to eat is like a deep, like, it's like, it's real as opposed to buying it at Whole Foods. And that it, 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 that's exactly. And the, the, the sort of fulfillment and, and joy that comes from that reality is is really hard to to um put into words and it's hard to replace with anything else it's there is something about it that feels so fucking human and so powerful and so fulfilling you know when i was a kid uh my grandpa would we'd sit down to dinner and he'd be like you know this came from the garden and this came from the you know the chicken house and like and i fish fish for this and i and i used to we used to just tease him be like grandpa you're dumb man you're old and dumb (laughs) but um it's it like you can't it, when you've experienced it and and now you know we have a big garden that's just popping off right now and mm-hmm. it's just so fucking great like there's nothing not great about it and and i get it the violence of of animals and and you know i've i was a, a vegetarian for a short period i've, I've definitely um, i understand that point of view i get it i um I've done a lot of, you know, self-reflection and self-testing on things. And I like meat. I, I, I do. And I like healthy meat. I, I like, I like meat that's, that's, um, that's real and has, has worked and that, and that, um, is part of me and my experience. It, 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 it uh, so, so I would, yeah, Ruan, I, I would encourage you, man, like, um, give it a shot and I'll, maybe I can help facilitate, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah I think it's something I'm going to do in the near future. But yeah, I mean, it's making me think about a lot of things like killing specifically was such a, something I tied to masculinity for a long time. And I think I'm re I'm re and analyzing it now very recently. Like I was supposed to go into the Marines after college. Cause I felt like mm. for some reason, like that was experience that I really wanted. And I yeah. think, for a while I was critical of myself, like, Oh, this is just my insecurity about masculinity wanting to like no combat. But I also wanted to know the realness, but ironically, the reason why I ended up not, I ended up not taking my commission was I read this book on killing. Have you heard of it? Um, uh, not who wrote it. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Grossman, like Daniel. Yeah, no, I I have not. It was was like a bunch of case studies from like different wars from world war one up until Vietnam, I think about how, PTSD is a new phenomenon. Like it didn't really happen in World War II because everyone felt bad about killing if they did kill in World War II. But the American military training changed by Vietnam. Like you end up killing without remorse, and that's what fucks guys up. And I was like, oh, well, if that's going to happen to me, then I don't actually want to experience it. And then I backed out. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Something I've pondered a lot, like this idea of killing. Like, is it something I want to know what it's like, or is it something that's just going to fuck you up? Or do you have to feel bad when you kill a chicken? Like, is that the necessary part of humanity. I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, what that makes me think of is that I don't think you have to feel anything. Like you just have to feel what you feel. Right. I mean, there's not many people who are, who are sociopathic or psychopathic to the point that they don't feel anything when they, when they kill anything like that's just, 
I, I get it. I get there. Maybe there is a fear of, of how one will react, but, um, man, we're like, I think the basic human wiring is, is fairly consistent, right? It's fairly consistent. Like, I mean, and, and we sh- I, we should feel bad. I, I think we should feel whatever. So when I kill a chicken, I'm like, I'm sorry, chicken. This is, this is, there, there is, there is some remorse. There is some, there's some, um, respect there's some sort of love for that animal there's a there's an exchange going on there's something happening there um and it's the same in a hunting you know the the part of hunting that is really uh hard and fucking terrible to be honest with you is is if you is if you don't kill an animal cleanly and you hurt something and you wound something and it's interesting because morally, I mean, is that worse? Is it, is it just, is that my small psychology feeling bad about something? Should I feel just as bad when I, when I do make a kill, a clean kill? Um, I mean, we can play that game, but the honest reality is that when I kill a deer or I'm about to go on an elk hunt, if I kill, if when I kill an elk, I feel a whole shit ton of things, (laughs) you know, I feel proud of what I did. I feel, um, really excited because I, cause I know we're going to eat this amazing, like healthy, clean, powerful food. I feel sad. I feel shocked. Uh, it's violent. Like, you know, a gun goes off and it's fucking loud and something dies and there's blood on the ground and it's not, it's not some fairy fucking tale. It's, you know, it's, it's like a re- it's a real event and, and more real than a lot of things that we do most of the time. You know, if we're walking around life pulling punches all the time, then, it's, you know, it's something that just slaps you in the fucking face. Uh, but if I, and I have, I've, I've injured animals and haven't recovered them. And it's, it's the most sick fucking like punched in the gut that stays with you for weeks. It's a terrible feeling. It's a horrible thing. Um, Cause then, well, they were in pain for a period until like you, you finish them is that or 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 they get wounded and they go away to to maybe slowly die on their own gotcha you know and at that point your mind is guessing what happened and you don't know what their experience is and um you know and that's that's part of the reality it's it just it just is and and you know it, it happens in i mean i'm talking about my chickens a lot but you know we we had a, a flock of chickens that that we that we killed and one of them was a was a runt and um I don't know if chickens are runs, but it had a, it cut a cross beak. So where your beak usually lines up so that they can eat, it was, it was like split. So uh-huh. it couldn't chew. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, that, that animal suffered uh, most of its life. We had no way to know exactly how much it was suffering. We did a lot of things to, to try to help it. Uh, it probably would have been more, um, we would have had less suffering ultimately had I killed it young, had I just taken care of it. Um, you know, and, and it was, that's tough. Like living on a, having some sort of farming going on, having some sort of live animal interaction that's raised for food or hunting. I feel like it brings some real, it makes these fucking conversations we have all the time about, you know, morals and, and how we should eat and all this. It makes them it makes them, it just brings them, it makes them real, right? It makes, it, we're speaking from experience, like, like having to, to choose whether to end something's life um, is a, you know, it's a real thing, but you know what the, the other part is real, but then it happens 
And then when you show up for it, in my experience, then it, it fucking happens. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, like just hurting and being sad about this chicken I had to kill. Right. You know, it's, it's life. It's fucking life. I mean, it's participating in, in a, in a very, very, um, in, in the flow of nature. Right. And, and I think that there's, um, you know, where death itself is, is a scary fucking thing. And, you know, when you are the purveyor of death in one way or another, you get a new relationship to it. It doesn't necessarily change it, but, um, I mean, you know, it's not hard to, there's a dead deer lying on the ground and you cut its belly open and you put your arms deep in its warm viscera. It's pretty easy to imagine yourself, you know, your guts, like we're fucking not very different than that. You know, we're just in this weird human (laughs) package. Yeah, I'm curious to like, what was your, was there a difference between your very first kill and like, I don't know how many animals you've killed at this point, but your more recent ones, like, is it the same experience? Has it changed a lot? Yeah, it, it varies. So the first time I was young, I was, I was probably 14 or 15 and I shot a deer and, uh, I cried, you know, I, I definitely, I crushed, I shed tears. I felt, I felt really sad. Um, it happened to be that, I shot a young deer. Uh, so it was, it was not an adult and, uh, I, that may have factored into it. They may not have factored into it, but I, I felt really, I felt really fucking sad, man. Um, I didn't feel triumphant. I, I think, I think it felt, it felt hard. Um, the, the last deer I killed was, was far more matter of fact for far more, uh, uh, comfortable and, um, matter of fact is, I think it's pretty accurate. It's, it's, it's not a very, uh, I think it's maybe, I don't know how it comes off. I guess it doesn't matter how it comes off, but matter of fact is, is a, is a pretty, uh, accurate description. You know, I think that, mm. um, I was so, and I also, you know, I was part of a, t- I w- um, was part of a crew on a TV show and, and ran a crew on a TV show f- for five years where we, you know, 16 times a year, we'd fly somewhere, go into the wilderness and kill an animal and cook it and make a TV show about it. And I feel very proud of all the work I did there. I like, like only pride in what I did with it, with that show called Meat Eater. And it's on Netflix. And, mm-hmm. um, it is a, a very, I would say matter of fact message, you know, that, that, um, you don't have to eat meat, but if you do eat meat, here is a, here's a pretty, descriptive uh showing you know storytelling of 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 what it looks like what it feels like to to uh to hunt and kill and butcher and and uh, and consume and uh so yeah it's i've been a big part of it you know i've been because of that show i was you know i was on almost 70 episodes and every episode involved killing something you know i've been around a lot of animal death i've eaten animals from you know (laughs) you name it i've probably eaten it at this point and um it it really it it meant a lot to me and it really worked for me because i grew up in a in kind of a a, a forest and and garden to table family you know not not in like some big expressive way but it's just you know i grew up in the midwest and that's what we did you know we fished and we hunted during the other you were living in new york though right yeah lived in brooklyn was that a huge was that like a mental uh, I don't know, 
was it jarring going from like the city where you're so disconnected from nature to uh to going out and doing something that real it was heaven yeah, <laughs> it was like my, it was like an ideal lifestyle where I had the best of both worlds constantly. It was like I was given the buffet of life. There. <laughs> like I can come into the city and be a part of everything going on, and and uh, and then get out, you know, get out. And and it was a beautiful. It was actually a beautiful lifestyle. I really loved it. Yeah, so we were talking about in the beginning. Like I, I felt like I needed to get out of New York and like disconnect. I, I, I was thinking at first, like oh, disconnect from society. It was actually, I mean, not that I'm in nature, but I live close to the green belts here, so I go out there a lot. It's really reconnecting to what really is normal that is you've forgotten is normal, which is being mm-hmm. out and being real. Um, do you do you find? I mean, I, I wonder with the guys that go to your your retreats, like. Do you find that they're they're more city guys, or or is it a spectrum? Is it is, is like the the issues of masculinity something that happens more when you're not in nature? Um, yes and no. Actually, that's a that, that's a great question, man. Ask that one more time, just so I really really hear it fully. Yeah, Are the issues? That, yeah. I'll try to make it more succinct. Yeah. You find that guys who are disconnected from nature have more issues with their masculinity. Mm. Well, yeah, man, I don't think I have a, a, a simple answer to that, but, but what, what I do feel is that, uh, guys are often disconnected. Uh, nature is a big one, right? I mean, so, so we'll get back to whether urban or not urban makes a difference, but disconnected from nature, disconnected from other people in a very, very like, you know, like mm-hmm. clear, visceral, present, intimate way. And then disconnected from their own inner experience, right? Like not, not clear and owning of their own inner experience. And I think that, um, I think so it's, yeah, so I live in Montana, right? And I have, I have a group I have a men's group here, a uh, very close men's group been together for a while now. And I think pretty much every single guy in the group is, is pretty well connected to nature. Nature is a part of their life. They're, you know, they're out on the trails, they're hunters, they're fishermen, they're whatever they are. They're they're pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much why you live here. Um, and does that shift their, no, I don't think it changes their struggles in the rest of life. I, I, I mean, I think it's, it maybe removes one struggle, it removes one one sort of being a part of. I think you know if you really get out there and 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 you really are immersed in nature. I think um, it it offers a, a sense of grounding. It offers a sense of release. It offers a sense of uh, purpose and experience and fun and all all, all kinds of. Things. I think it can mean anything to anybody, right? Um, for some guys, I I see the the experience of, of the wilderness and, and being a, uh, a huge anchor, right? It's like a place I can go, but oftentimes I think it can be a huge crush crutch in the sense of, you know, um, this is a pattern I see a lot is so a guy, you know, maybe starts struggling in some ways and he finds his thing. He finds mountain biking or he finds jujitsu, you know, he finds his release. He finds his place. It was fucking great. Right. Like, I mean, you'd be, I'd be silly to say that's not a good thing, but then, you know, maybe a couple years down the road, five years down the road, it's not filling the same hole or there's this, there's this further yearning and there's this more 
want or this like there's still something missing still you know there's i think there's off that's that's a common thing mm-hmm. that i feel from guys is oh there's still something missing there's still something missing and, and um so i i think that uh well actually but i'm curious about your question does it does it help them fulfill their sense of masculinity I don't even know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. I, to, to me, would it the uh, the question that I would ask would does it help them uh, feel more comfortable in their own skin? Does it help them express themselves? Does it get to their own truth more? And mm-hmm. if their own truth happens to be, you know, some sort of masculine identified thing, then then that's the case. Um, but I know that the guys out here are they still struggle deeply to know who they are deeply. They struggle to know what they want. They struggle to connect with the people they want to connect with as deeply as they want to. Um, and there's plenty of, there's, I think there's just as much guessing and wondering as there is in the city. You know, I, I think that uh, I, this, you might, you might get this. This is funny. And I keep having conversations about in this last couple of weeks, but you know, I've in the last, months since every man launched and, and really kind of um, getting the, getting the message out there. And I'm having conversations with guys from really all over the world, but all over the country and every, all, all cities and States and rural and urban. Like yesterday I had a call with a guy who lives in rural Northern Alaska, you know, and, and calls with guys in downtown LA, well, whatever, like the spectrum. Right. And um, there's this funny thing that happens in almost every conversation when a guy's telling me what's up with him and what's up for him is that there's this kind of blame or feeling toward the place they live in. Hmm. It's like, Oh, you know, in New York, New Yorkers are just, all, all we do is drink and nobody's really real with each other. It's hard to find community in New York. And then, you know, maybe a guy in an Indian village in, in, you know, fucking Northern Canada. Like, yeah, you know, my village, man, it's just like, it's just hard to find com- community here. And, you know, all people want to do is drink or, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of making that up, but there's this, it, it, I, I, I get it. Cause I do it myself. Cause I grew up in North Dakota and, you know, I have these feelings in me that are just like, Oh God, just fucking North Dakota. People just don't connect and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it just, it's, but this experience is kind of exploding my geographic specificity with our problems in life. I, mean, I feel like I'm, 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 and a part of me just wants to believe this too, but that there's like, there's far more in common with the struggles that we all have. And, and that's what's shown in our groups. Like when you sit down with, with, you know, 10 guys or eight guys that has everybody's very different life, but then you start sharing, it's like, Oh, Jesus Christ, we're not, I'm not that fucking special like man we have we're going through a lot of the same things um so i don't think i answered your question directly but that's that's what i came up with that makes sense i think being that i've left new york for almost three months out i'm realizing like some of the things i was blaming about new york uh wasn't really new york i mean i do i do appreciate having less noise like actual noise and like but it's my life hasn't changed that much really other than just being a different place and i have been daydreaming i'm glad i asked you this because i have been daydreaming about like really going out it's like a really small town living in the mountains but i remind myself it's probably not going to change anything either well it's it's interesting i think about all the time man like um you know i get out on the trails and i hike and 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 get out in the woods as much as i can but for for me and this is this is just my personal preference um 
I don't feel satisfied by going on a two hour hike. I don't feel satisfied too much. I, what I love is the perspective shift that comes from an actual wilderness experience it comes from actually being out independently supporting yourself. Like, like that is, um, that, that's just my background, right? That's what I've done for thousands of days in my adult life. That's, that's where I, it's, that's where I feel the most alive. Uh, that, that might not be totally true, but mostly I think that's where I feel the most alive. And so, you know, I live in Bozeman, this just idyllic mountain town with all these recreational opportunities. And, but listen, my day, you know, my hustle, I'm, a, I'm a, I hustle right now, like building this company and it's a startup and really trying to get this out there. So, you know, my day from 10 hours a day or whatever is, it's not that different than when I was, you know, working in an office on the 21st floor of a high rise in midtown Manhattan. It's like, like my actual actions, like I'm on my fucking computer, I'm making calls, I'm like pushing, I'm, I'm doing all that. And yes, I can step outside and there's my chickens running around and there's mountains in the background and there's trees blowing in the wind and it's quiet and it's beautiful. Um, but I don't know, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's a good question. It's like, you know, what, what uh, to me, what I'm really working with, like, what are the things that really feed me? Like really, 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 really feed me. And I've always been one to push the edges of the spectrum. And I like that. That's why I like New York city. I fucking love that. Like, energy that you know the motion and just the fucking feeling there and then i like the intensity of the boonies too it's a different kind of intensity of a big quiet right the intensity of like a a fully committed you're out there type thing and so yeah i mean we're, we're we're considering um you know what's the best place for our family in the long run and and um I don't think there's anyone, I don't think there's anyone answer, you know, it's, 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 yeah. I, it's funny. We just went on vacation and for the first time in a while, we started really asking the question, do we want to be where we are? And, um, just bringing that up just brings up this old sort of, I used to struggle with that, man. You know, like, where am I supposed to live? Where am I going to be happy? All that. And, and, and I, th I think it was the same thing, like with relationships, like who am I supposed to be with? Where's my partner? Why am I, you know, and, the the uh, the sort of focusing that happens with a commitment of sorts, whether it's to a place to live, you know, we've been here for three years and um, haven't really considered leaving until right now. Um, and I've been married for about the same amount of time and, and the amount of uh, ease and fulfillment that brings into my life to have those commitments is overwhelming. Just, you know, it's hard to it's kind of scary to, to open that box back up be like, Oh God, are we going to move? And it's like, Oh fuck, man, I don't want to do that. It's reminded me of what you said about, I think yeah, on Joe Rogan show about Siddhartha. That's a book I read a long time ago too. I didn't really think about it. I haven't thought about it until I heard you mention it about like uh -huh. immersing yourself in like these kind of opposite situations kind of just to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I just love that. That's always driven me. I think that, um, and there's never been a real clear plan necessarily, like not, not a well thought out plan, right? Not like a cognitive plan about how to do it, but I know I'm happiest when I get to, um, be completely into where I am and what I'm doing. I know that for, if, if I know anything about me, it's that I like to, um, be all in and, you know, and so when I, and I feel really good about that 
you know, even in this conversation, like I, I just like, we are here doing this and I don't have any other thoughts in my mind. I'm not distracted by anything else. And I can just completely let go into, into this conversation. And it's honestly, it's, there's, there's like an element of bliss there. It's just very, very enjoyable. And I feel the same. Um, I feel the same when I work with clients. I feel the same when I'm in a group. Um, I feel the same when I'm, sometimes when I'm out on a hunt, I, I'm, I'm working to, to be able to, um, to, 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 you know, do that more. I'm actually leading a, I'm leading an expedition into Yellowstone starting on Sunday. And that's the same kind of thing. It's like, once that starts and I can just fucking be there and, you know, and I just love that. So yeah, Sid, Sid Arthur was the fucking man. Oh, go ahead. No, that's right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was curious about like a, a lot of that when it comes to, you know, being a new father, like that, that immersion. I mean, actually all, everything we talked about, I'm curious about how it relates to you being a dad, especially the father of a, a male child, a son. Yeah. I just got the chills when you asked that. Uh, it all comes back. It, like, 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 I think that what I see, <laughs> you know, for now, my life has been a funnel. Um, and I'm sure that you can make this up anytime, but but I feel like having, so my, my son is 12, sorry, 14 months old. His name is Duke. Um, he, when he came out, literally, uh, yeah, everything changed, man. And, it, you know, I talked to dads and some, some dads say similar things like, yeah, it's everything changed. Other dads say, well, not so much or whatever. But my experience was that um, I have held very, very dear to uh, helping men and boys and guys, you know, my whole adult life since I got out of college, it's really been what's driven me. And once I had a son of my own, I mean, it was just like, it was like, okay, game time, motherfucker. Like, like you walk the walk, you talk to talk, you do everything you can to make a life in a world um, where your boy can be himself and your boy can, you know, fucking whatever, whatever that even, whatever he is, whoever he is, whatever he wants, it's your responsibility. Like, like the word responsibility takes on a new, took on a new meaning for me. Like it's, it's like really, um, and you know, that's, it does, it, it, it has, it, it really means, um, it, you know, it's interesting. I think that, uh, I feel that I have more energy. I have more clarity and I don't think it's just because I had a son. I don't think it's just because I had a dad. But but I think that things conspired, events conspired to, um, you know, point the point the boat in a certain direction once he came. And and it is it is the same. You know, I try really hard, and I don't. You know, I think I have a lot of room for improvement here. But uh, when I'm with him, man, I do have a lot of room for improvement. I, when I'm with him. I just want to be, I want to, I, I, I try every day to spend time with him where there's just nothing else going on in my head and there's nothing else going on. Um, you know, and I'm trying to align my life so that, um, so that he's part of it, you know, not, not obviously he's part of it. I don't know if that, that's not the right word, but I'm trying to, um, you know, I could say anything. I just fucking love that guy in a way that, um, is, it, it hurts almost. It's, it's just so much there, you know? So I'm curious to know as, as a guy who's worked a lot on himself, 
in your parenting, how intentional are you with like things you do as a dad? Like, is it like, oh, I'm going to communicate to him in this way? I mean, I know he's really young, so maybe yeah. it's too for that. But do you you find yourself thinking that? And if you do, are you like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be so intentional and just let things happen? Yeah, I try to let things happen. I trust myself, man. You know, I mean, I, th- I think if there's any result of of like, doing a lot of work on myself or for myself or with myself is. Um, I, 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 for the most part, have have a pretty deep confidence and trust in in my actions and my decisions and who I am, and I feel pretty easeful about just being me and doing what feels right in the moment. And you know, then we're we're getting to a point now where he's, um, you know, testing boundaries and starting to say no and starting to, you know, like he'll drop his bananas off of his plate, you know, like like he's he's testing things and, um. I feel pretty, I feel pretty at so far, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm going to be tested lots, I'm sure, but he's a willful kid. Um, I'm so far, it feels pretty natural. If so far, it, there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, certain things like, uh, where does he sleep? You know, where, you know, how do we let him cry until he falls asleep? Things like that, which don't feel super, um, uh, I don't know, like I, I don't think I'd go to a meditation retreat necessarily to figure that answer out. <laughs> like I just had to, you know, practically work with stuff and, and do different things. Um, but in terms of how I interact with him, I, I'm pretty confident. Uh, with like, what about like with like what you plan? I guess this ties into what you're saying before about where you're going to live, like exposing him to certain things. Do you think about that a lot? Like, oh, I want him to have this kind of childhood experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and and nature nature plays a big part of of what we want for him. Um, I mean, I think I and my wife we both feel it's just very healthy to have that um, to engage in, right? So, I mean, a place like Bozeman, any pretty much, I mean, you can't go sailing in Bozeman, but there's adventures to be had in every direction, and there's enough culture to you know. I think whatever would pique his interest, I think we can probably fulfill it here. Um, for the most part, but there are other things we think about. Yeah. Like, uh, cultural diversity here in Bozeman is, is, is very, very low. And and we value that really highly too. And, um, I think that, yeah, I don't know, a combination of, you know, a safe place and enough, uh, interaction with, with the reality of the wider world is, is important. And, you know, I say that, and then I grew up in a place that was totally sheltered from the wider world. Like I grew up in the, one of the least diverse places in the country and was sheltered. And like, um, I ended up coming out of that with uh, just a huge love for, you know, cultures and people and difference and all that. And, so I don't know, man, like, I I think there's only so much hand wringing to do or brow wringing, you know, I think that I trust me, I trust my wife, I trust that whatever situation we're in. Um, I don't know, it's a balance, man, you know, like, like, I want to optimize things, you know, I, I definitely do. I want to, I want to make it good. And I try not to spend too much fucking energy doing that because it's, you know, it only, there's no end to it right? There's no end to finding something better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cool. Yeah. I feel like I probably could have asked you a lot more questions on parenting. That's just something I've been thinking about a lot. 
But yeah, I think I actually covered a lot of the stuff that I did jot down to talk about. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Very welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Is there anything uh, coming up that you want people to know about? Where can people find about more of your work? Yeah, totally. Um, so we have a, a website change coming, which will which will be great. You can find us at everyman.co or everyman.com. And everyman is E-V-R-Y-M-A-N. Missing any in there, uh, but as, as far as events, uh, there is a there's going to be an open source retreat uh, for thirty guys on the East Coast, close to New York City, in December. It's the first weekend of December. Uh, it's up in the Berkshires. You can find details on that on our website. Uh, and there's going to be one in Southern California at the beginning of next year. We don't have that one announced yet, but it'll be out soon. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I've got a podcast, the Everyman Podcast, and we got groups launching all over the world and. Um, Definitely invite men who are uh, willing and looking for a, a community, you know, that that is intended to, to really allow respect and allow them to be who they are and explore who they are and really um, get clear. We're trying very hard not to be prescriptive. It's important, very important to me to not say this is what a, a man looks like in any way. It's It's all about. It's all about who we really are, and it's it's a very descriptive process, and and uh, and I think that I guess the last thing I'll say is is uh, it's really um, I have a lot of gratitude for what's been happening in the in the past couple of months because um, I don't know just good stuff is happening. It's been a, it's been a pretty exciting time. So awesome. Cool. We'll have links to all that stuff. And uh, thanks again, Dan. This has been awesome. Yeah, man. Take care. Let's be in touch. Yep, for sure. Later. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you want to be a part of the virtual audience for future episodes, make sure to follow me at crowdcast.io slash Rwando. See you next time.